You know that some of the material heard here may be deemed inappropriate for some listeners. If you feel you may be offended, please tune out now. Check it out, well, I'm the master of balance With multiple talents I provide the landscape, baby You provide the challenge I've been broken down and out And look at the sound that I'm drowning out I'm around the town and I'm around the... Hey there, Irvine, good evening It's Friday night and you're tuning in to The Chat Room here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine So if you're listening to The Chat Room This is pretty much your show about relationships uh, if you're single or not single, and also about um, sex and even sexual health, if you prefer that route instead. But that's what the chat room's all about. Um, you're tuning in to conversations about all of these topics and more. All right, so just to reiterate, um, one of the announcements that we had from last week's show, um, this week we are we are going to announce it again, and... Um, it's MTV's Dan Savage is coming to UCI for a special event. Um, Dan Savage is known as America's most popular sex advice columnist. And he is coming to UCI interested in hearing student questions about sex and relationships. So if you're wondering about uh, certain things that go on in relationships or anything pertaining to your sexual life, um, as a UCI student, you're welcome to go to the event. It is a live Q&A session that um, will be recorded on Wednesday, November 7th, I believe. No, sorry, Wednesday, November 9th, um, from 7 to 10 p.m. at Crystal Cove Auditorium. Um, for free tickets, you can email um, MTV at mtvtix dot uc irvine at gmail dot com um also you could include your um name phone number and email and your year in college and also a photo of yourself if you would like to be filmed um for your question or any topic that you might have to um give to dan savage during this uh really interesting event so we talked about this last week and um i think some of us uh, agreed that, yes, this would be a really interesting event to attend because UCI doesn't usually host um, events and discussions about sex and relationships and things like that. So it should be really interesting. So, again, if you're interested, you can check out um, MTV with um, Dan Savage uh, on November 9th from 7 to 10 p.m., Crystal Cove Auditorium. And uh, with that, I will take it over to... Uh, uh, first of all, I'm Lady Q, your, one of your hostesses for the chat room, and I will take it over to your other co-hostess, Madame M. Hey, how are you, Lauren? <laughs> Lady Q. So we also should announce the, um, the fun drive. So we're having our KUCI uh, fun drive going on this whole week, and uh, you can call us all hour. We have uh, operators standing by to take your calls. We love to chat in the chat room. So um, so give us a call, 949-824-5824-949-UCI-KUCI. Uh, Lady Q and I are hanging out all hour, and uh, and we'd love to hear from you. So this is uh, this is a perfect opportunity to show us the love. Um, our, uh, our station has gone through 20% cuts twice in the last three years, 
I think it is. Yeah. And uh, so that's uh, that's sad for us here at KUCI. So we would uh, we would love to have uh, have your support. We rely on listeners like you guys. And uh, so yeah, give us a call nine four nine UCI KUCI nine four nine eight two four five eight two four. And uh, and even if you don't want to donate and you just want to call and chat with us. That would be awesome. Uh, with your $35 minimum dollar donation, you get a ton of premium CDs, tickets. Um, there's, a, there's a ton of stuff to choose from. So um, the, uh, the good operators out there that are waiting for your call can go over some of the awesome prizes and gifts that you can have. But uh, for $35, bucks and it's tax deductible. Even better. So, uh, so yeah, give us a call. So last week on the chat room, if you joined us, we were uh, we were talking about Dan Savage. He's coming next week, and we had him on the brain. So we were um, talking about he had done uh, an article on infidelity in marriage. So we were talking about monogamy and infidelity and. Um, and cake fetish. Oh, the subject in the course of the conversation, if you, you missed it, you should uh, check out the podcast. But in the course of that conversation, we chatted about um, a young man who had a little bit of a cake fetish. He liked uh, having cake thrown in his face, and uh, that got him all hot and bothered. So as we were talking about that um, last week, we uh, the subject of fetishes came up, and so we thought... You know, that would be an awesome topic to cover today. Uh, so we're going to cover fetishes, fetish clubs, um, fetish balls, and all things fetish-related. So I thought we could start with a little um, little fetish quiz, kind of the history of, of fetishism. Uh, any idea where the word comes from, Lady Q? Uh Come on, take a guess. A guess? Yeah, Where fetish guess. comes from? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Latin perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> No, it comes from the Portuguese, because those guys, <laughs> you know the Portuguese. Uh, no, so it, it, originally it was, uh, it, it did, it, come, it came from the Portuguese. And uh, so these guys were into charms, and so they were imbuing objects with, uh, with powers the objects didn't have. So way before sexual fetishes, uh, there were just kind of, you know, charm fetishes, and then not until like the I don't know it was with um, the early early 20th century uh, they started talking about sexual fetishes but of course all of the fetishes that we know about um, you know have been around forever any uh, any favorite fetishes you'd like to uh, any top tens that you... <laughs> top tens personally or just no ones no no that I tend to think well if you'd like to share your personal ones you're more than welcome to but no you don't have to do that just uh, you know <laughs> kind of if you if you could name 10 off the top of your head could you do it um, okay, sure. Let me name some different body parts that I'm familiar with. So there are, just kidding. I don't, okay, well, I can't think of 10. That's, that's kind of a long list. Uh, All right, think it's of, 5 o'clock. All right. Think of, think of three. Okay, three. Three good fetishes. So three good fetishes, which the very common foot fetish is one. I once had a friend who um, had a fetish with skirts. He just had a skirt yeah. fetish. Not like the f- fabric or the material or the different style, but more like looking up girl skirts fetish. <laughs> so every time I went up the stairs, I'm pretty much walking upstairs backwards. Um, and then I also know of the... Uh, gee, I know there's a hair fetish too. Yeah. That one's ponytails, braids, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different right. styles, it Different has styles, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I uh, we were talking about objectophilia or ob- objectophilia um, once when we were thinking about 
um, topics for this show, and I thought that was pretty interesting as well, yeah. about how a woman wanted to marry herself to the Eiffel Tower um, oh, in I France. Oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was one of that was one of the um, mainstream cases of objectophilia that became the popularized in the media. Symbol. Wow, yeah. wow, that's that's a lot to take on. That's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> and the Eiffel Tower—that's the the whole tower. I know, <laughs> that's impressive. Oh, a lot of levels. You know, a whole elevator to yeah, to <laughs> to get that fetish going for you. That's but. impressive. Yeah. Hey, so you brought up foot fetishes. Can you? Uh, um, I, in my research for this, came across a couple of famous foot fetishes, uh, fetishers, I should say, Jay Leno, big foot fetisher. Somebody was just telling me out in the lobby right now that uh, Quentin Tarantino has a whole thing for Uma Thurman's feet. So I and you can sort of see it in all of his movies. Yeah. That's no, true. it's so true. I love Kill Bill, and there's always something going on with her feet. Right. And right. there's always that close zoom in on what's happening to her feet, and you're just really scared about her feet. But the director's probably just like, "Oh yeah, it's a good close-up shot." He's <laughs> rewinding and fast-forwarding over I know. and over. <laughs> yeah, in Pulp Fiction. Why don't you take your shoes off? <laughs> I know you could take your shoes off. Uh, yeah, F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, big foot fetisher. I love these. Um, yeah, autoerotic asphyxiation has been around. Hold on, I lost my notes. Like since the 1300s or something. That's been around forever. Hmm. That's one of the more dangerous ones. Uh, that uh, when we get we're later in the hour, going to chat a little bit about um, sexual safety in uh, in a, in. Um, fetishes and uh so i'm sure that topic will come up but anyway so there's you know there's a whole host of them the biggest one of course is uh bdsm for those who um who are just tuning into the fetish world um bondage uh sadomasochism domination uh is the big one and that's the one we're going to showcase a little bit today um and we're lucky enough to have in-house um our very own um heather mccoy who uh is the uh, integrally involved in the radio station here with us, and um, she has agreed to come on and talk a little bit about this. Heather has some fabulous fetishes, and uh, I don't and know if they're fabulous or not, but they're, they're t- definitely there. They're totally fabulous. I think. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to chat with Heather about fetishes, her f- experience in fetish clubs, and um, some of those uh, some of those big topics. But before we begin, I'm going to remind you again. Uh, Fun Drive is going on, 949-824-5824. I can think of no other station in Orange County where you could tune in and hear a show on fetishes and confessions of people's fetishes. So, you know, that's a a reason to show us the love today, right? Right. Yeah, show us your fetish love. Show us your fetish love. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so give us a call, and uh, and even if you don't want to make a donation, uh, we're only looking for 35 bucks, so it's not a big deal. But even if you don't want to make a donation, you just want to chat with us, you're always welcome to do that. I should also mention we started a, um, a website, thechatroom at KUCI.org. Um, I've been checking our mail. No one, no one has emailed us, but if you what? would like, I know. Rude. Come Boo. on. <laughs> so, but if you would like to email us about questions, comments, uh, show ideas that you'd like to, to hear on the chat room, uh, we would love to hear from you. Lady Q and I um, are open to your comments, suggestions, questions, whatever uh, whatever you want to chat with us about. So yeah. uh, if you don't want to call us, if you're shy and you want to write in anonymously, that's totally fine. You can write to us at the chat room at KUCI.org. So, Heather, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit. Oh, uh, my name's Heather McCoy. 
I'm the program director at KCI, and then I'm also the assistant engineer and uh, often pitch partner for the fun drive this uh, year. And uh, so that's who I am. Um, beyond that, or just like, I'm not sure how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I was born Your on a snowy day. day. <laughs> I was I actually, I, yeah, I've, I've, been a, I've been a Southern California resident all my life, even though I've been told that I've had a, an Arkansas accent. So that was kind of interesting. See, that's a, yeah. I, that's a fact about you I did not know. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. so um, I was kind of, I was born in the same city as No Doubt in the Mighty Ducks. So, Aww. yeah. And then I've, so I've been an Orange County resident, moved to different places, so. And Orange County, not so good for the fetish club scene. That's no, what I'm no. going out on a limb to say. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, there was one place, but I looked them up recently, and I haven't seen them in a while. So I don't know if they're around still. So I'm not, yeah, I don't even know if they're around still. But yeah, if you, usually if you want to go to a fetish club or an event, you have to drive to L.A., which yeah. is not fun. Yeah. So uh, so before we dive into that part of it, um, uh -huh. so tell us a little bit about your particular fetishes and what kind of when and how you discovered, discovered okay, them. Okay. Um, my fetishes, there's a whole bunch of them. There, there's like a long list, and I just made a list so I don't forget any. Like I go from anywhere from bondage and breath play, candle wax, uh, discipline, domination, uh, hair pulling, handcuffs, uh, mummification, sensory deprivation, spanking, whips, just like the whole, I'm a, just like plant your freak flag in me right now. I mean, yeah, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a lot in almost everything. So, um, the way I discovered it though, was it was something I was always into and it's something that's really awkward for a kid to grow up with. Um, I think my, the first time I, one of the first times I experimented with it was like, I did self bondage with duct tape when I was like in fourth grade or something and my mom caught me and that wasn't so hot <laughs> that was uh, not good <laughs> Wait, your mom caught you my Where mom was this? caught me it was in my room oh, and she goodness. was like dinner's ready oh my god <laughs> so um yeah so that wasn't so great and it's a lot like um how do you do it by yourself well, I mean, I had just started, so okay. I, I I duct taped just above my knees, and they were together, and the plan was my ankles, and then see if where I can go from there and still get out. So, like, I knew that that was a part of my uh, subset of sexuality from a very early age, mm -hmm. and um, so yeah, and so it's just a discovering, like you're, you have, like the previous the like the previous like um, post that had this time slot was talking about LGBT and kids don't need to learn that in school and stuff like that. Your kids, I hate to say this, but your kids know with what they are. And then it's just a matter of them figuring out how to verbalize it, then telling you. And so I know that might be frightening, but um, that's the truth, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I discovered that I was into it. And then like later on in um, high school, like I'm like, oh, that's what it is. And right. so, like, that's what I'm into. So, it was the pleasure of that in trying to get out of it, or the pleasure of that was being bound. Or in the pleasure for me, like, it's especially if you're doing it with, and and part of a scene is the the fun of it is the struggle to get out, and then especially if you have a really good top or dominant or you know play partner or whatever you want to call it. Um, the fun part is, is, okay, now I'm tied up. Now what can you do to me? And then it just kind of builds up and you probably should discuss that before the scene happens if it's a new play partner. But if you're, it's someone that you've 
done things with in the past, I mean, you, you just have to come up with a safe word and then go for it. And the safe word is if it gets uncomfortable or you need help or something, you just say it and then, you know. Because saying no is also, like, you, no doesn't mean no when you're doing a bondage scene. So you have to come up with, like, a safe word like, like Mississippi or something like that and just scream <laughs> right. it so it was, it'll stop. So. Yeah. Although that you know it's tricky because you say you need you need to talk about these things before you do them, which I you know I get the wisdom of that, but you wouldn't want to talk about it too much, right? Because that's sort of the mystery of what they're going to do to you. Yeah, it is a mystery, but the, but you can say I'm into this realm, and then that realm covers a whole list uh, of gotcha. things. So you can kind of just you don't you can say it, and then it's just the particulars have to be worked out. So. That, that's kind of how that goes. That's pretty good. It's like basic communication. Yeah. But then once they take out a whole diagram and start <laughs> using arrows and pointing at different... Yeah, you don't want to choreograph too, it. Too There's a difference between <laughs> what you're into and choreographing it. That's uh -huh. called um, topping from the bottom. And that's what a lot topping of... Topping from the bottom. Yeah, that's a lot of doms don't like that. Or don't dominatrixes do don't like that. So Right. So... Yeah, this is this harkens back to like in the uh, the PC days of the '80s when when you know date rape was discussed a lot on campus, and then you had to everybody was so paranoid about it that you were like, "I'd like to kiss your neck now. May I do so?" Right? That's what it sounds like. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> you don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. Right. So, um, so any um, any scary experiences or um, surprising experiences or something that you've either witnessed, heard about, that have happened to you? I've never had any bad experiences. Um, I actually don't know. I don't know anybody that has. But, so maybe that just tells a lot about my friend pool or whatever. But um, no, I, actually, I think the deepest I've ever... The, the, there's like... Um, neurons that fire in your brain and they kind of create the subspace when you're actually in a, like I'm I've, I'm pretty much a complete sub I don't have a lot of switch in me which is when you can top and bottom I have a little bit but not a lot, a lot. and so the the deepest I've ever been in the subspace was I was at a club called Threshold and this guy had um, a bigger than usual you know like a Trader Joe's bag or a mail bag mm -hmm. and so basically I, a St. Andrew's cross is like a big X that's like slightly tilted over. So, and so I had both of my like hands on that. And then, uh, my ankles were on the bottom of the St. Andrew's cross. And then he put the bag over my head and I was gagged. And so I was drooling all over my breasts, which was like amazing. And then like it restricted my breathing and then like random people just started touching me anywhere they wanted to. And so that was just like, it was just, uh, Pretty soon, like, you forget about your breathing situation because you're, like, this is hurting, this is hurting, that's hurting. And then when you come out of it, it's just, like, you feel like Superwoman for about, you know, an hour. And it's, like, a really amazing high. And so it's, like, it's it's a really fun experience. How long did it go on? Is <sighs> that the thing? Like, when you're in mm -hmm. subspace, you don't know. I, like, if I was to guess, I would say an hour. But it could have been easily been three and so, like, it was, it was just amazing. Wow. Wow. So. Um, so if you're just tuning in, you're tuning into the chat room with Lady Q and me, Madam M. And uh, we're talking about fetishes, fetish clubs, um, BDSM, all things fetish related today. And, uh, and our special guest is Heather McCoy. And um, so tell me a little bit about... We, we, 
The intriguing thing to me, is, well, there's lots of intriguing things to me, but one of the I'm intriguing intrigued. things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally intrigued. Uh, so I'm curious about the relationship you have with your top. Like, uh, do you find um, do you find a dominatrix uh, by night? Like, like, are, or are you with this partner for? I'm sure it can oh. vary, but are you with these people for a period of time where you develop long term relationships? You, oh yeah, or? you definitely can. Like, a, a lot. Um, it's no secret that a lot more men are into it than than women, and so for a lot of guys, they have long-term uh dominatrixes that they do visit and there's a you know there's a pretty thriving business even in orange county for those um and then uh and she's a professional and she's a professional so she okay. knows like i mean if she probably knows basic level like cpr and you know just like you know that kind of thing um and then like the the people i personally meet it's just like i haven't met uh like a permanent one like it's just like oh hey you're into this i'm into that why don't we do this and so like i haven't met anybody i return to or you know do things over and over with it's just like you know one night and it's over with and then uh so like i haven't been able to find somebody because to find somebody with your compatibility is kind of hard especially in a fetish club so um it it, it takes a while yeah so. Now, I have read that more women, more men are into the sub role than women, and more women are into the the dominatrix role. Do you think that's? I don't know. True? Like when I go to the clubs, it seems like most of the women are subs, okay. and so like it, it might be just the clubs I'm going to. I don't know, but um, it just seems like when I see it, it's a lot more women that are the sub role. But I do know, I do know a whole lot of men like being subs too so yeah. i think the sub roles are more preferable of the two i i think more people are more inclined to that and that's probably why it makes it harder to find a partner but yeah. um that's just my guess it's not anything peer-reviewed or anything like that so i'm also curious about it going back to uh your relationship with the with the dom when you're outside of the realm of sex um is there any, I mean, I know certain couples are, are into this outside of the bedroom as well. I'm just kind of curious how those relationships go. Like, I assume that they're now into, you know, controlling somebody, even if it's not a sexual control of them, but just psychologically controlling them. Um, and they get off on that as well. Um, you mean like 24 7 yeah, play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's 24 7 play is usually a couple. And usually it's it's something a more lot more involved than just seeing random people. And then it's like you're married, or you're like your it's your partner if you're uh, gay or lesbian. Um, and then you kind of have like a private where you do things in private that's pretty self-explanatory. Then you have your public form where you could ha have like a piece of jewelry that kind of is like I you're owned by somebody. And then mm -hmm. you can have the friendly form, which is a S and M club where the callers and everything is out in the open. So. Wait, tell me more about that. Oh, well, like, in an SM club, like, you'll have... I mean, there's some people on collars. There's some people that have, like, a big bite gagging. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like... It's kind of like your horse. There's a whole thing of pony play where that's that's a kind of interesting, too. So um, the, the friendly form is, like, when you, there's, like, people that are into it, and then you're fully displaying what your relationship is in public. So. Okay. Okay. So... Any questions, Lady Q? Oh, no. I just had, like, an epiphany. Oh. <laughs> I'd love to yeah. hear that. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I'm kind of like, what, what am I? I'm the representation of all things the, that are in the unknown. And I'm definitely in the unknown. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> listening to that. So the that horse thingy, the uh -huh. bite gag, is that what it's called? Uh-huh. Bite B gag? It's like bit gag, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, for any people who don't know what that is, I would assume it's what uh, they're in Dodgeball. If any of you are familiar with the movie Dodgeball, it's when he comes out of the smoke and they're accidentally wearing the costume, like the wrong. Um, have you guys seen that? <laughs> no, they're, I haven't. They're wearing the wrong uniforms. Because they all they ordered like uh, it's a dodgeball team. Yeah, so they yeah. ordered you know uniforms for their group, and there's they have the wrong order. So he comes out in a bike gag, like when the smoke is like ah oh, dodgeball, and then he's like shooting the smoke away. Then he's like wearing a bike gag, and it's I was like, like, why? And I was just like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like I understand like you know the studs and the black leather and stuff because I think that looks cool, but the bike gag, and I was like, huh. Yeah. And then I continued watching the movie, but now I understand what yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. the, the gag is, wrong of it, oops, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not a dodgeball game. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, sorry. That's, no, that that's was just cool. my That's just my image it's, of it. It's fun watching you have an epiphany. Yeah? <laughs> my arms flailing in the air. <laughs> oh, I know what it is now. Okay. <laughs> I always picture the scene from, um, it's Pulp Fiction, or is it, yeah, it's Pulp Fiction. It's oh, yeah. Reservoir Dogs with the, Yeah, Pulp Fiction, with yeah. The, the, the scene from Pulp Fiction where, I, God, they go to, where it, where I haven't seen that movie in a while. They go to the um, oh the pawn shop and the pawn shop owner. Right. They're both fighting, and then eventually they're both his. You know, he. There, it's a coercion thing. It's not a consensual thing in Pulp Fiction, but that's more of the more of the gay leather scene of S and M more so than like um, lesbian or or um, or heterosexual. Right. Right. That's right. more of a yeah. That I would say that would be more of a representation of that, but. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of films like it it gets out. I I I don't I didn't know about Rihanna until about four months ago, so I'm really b- behind in like mainstream music. But apparently, my friend played me a song that she has called S and M. Um, I think Britney Spears is once in a while going around in latex cat suits and singing "I Am a Slave for You." So I mean, there's a lot of uh, mis- rep- there's a lot of representation, a lot of misrepresentation. Like um, the movie I'm thinking about is Secretary, where uh, Natalie, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's a very cute sub, but uh, it, they kind of portrayed S and M as like an extension of cutting yourself if you're, you know, mm. mentally ill and you just have to cut yourself for some reason. And it's really not an extension of that. I've never cut myself yet, and uh, so I, I've, I've tripped over things and cut myself, but never intentionally. <laughs> so um, that's, that's something different. <laughs> yeah, that's something completely different. So, so there's a lot of misrepresentations in the mainstream uh, films and stuff, but. Um, there's there's a few good ones that are just kind of older French films. So, yeah, I'm curious if you if you would know if you're not in the club scene where you would go and and you know you're you're not paying for it directly. You know, going to a, to a madam to pay for it. If you would know somebody, you know, kind of just off the street, is there sort of a sense you can get of people if you meet them in a regular bar or in a club? Well, or something? I think well in the club you can definitely tell um sometimes um no but like uh i think if you don't meet in a club and you just meet somebody and then if you're finding that your you know your relationship sexually is kind of meandering over to one direction or they kind of start you know like in a relationship you're very slow to disclose things once in a while unless you are my ex-girlfriend who is just completely crazy um, she, she would just disclose everything first time you meet her. And it was just like, holy crap. Um, but anyways, uh, so, um, no, but like, um, but like some, you know, as you build your relationship, you're like, I'm into this. I'm into this too. Great. You know, there's a lot of coincidences, I think like that. But as far as like knowing if they are or not, um, it's not very often. Like, um, 
we have a host here, uh, Black Rose, who wears her collar around. And I know right. she's into it. Um, that's a very telltale sign. Um, but yeah, other than that, usually the, you know, the, the, um, public forum is something that can be an object that almost anybody would wear, but it doesn't, you know, you don't see it and go, oh, you're into that, you know? Uh, and it's getting harder to notice in public because there's a few little accents of women's accessories that are a little bit fetish based. And so like for your boots, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, your boots are very, (laughs) you know, they, they relate to the topic very well. And so it's just like. I wouldn't know or not. I was just like, I, I would guess not because most people aren't, but you know, you never know. So you have it, to dress for the chat room. You, you do have to dress for the up. chat room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But dressing for the chat room is not like dressing for the weather. <laughs> it's cold. No, it's cold. Yeah. 